Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and you're very welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Uncle Colgan. How are you getting on today? Are you doing well? Jesus Christ, it's pouring down rain there today, and I must say it's fucking... I've never seen such rain all my life. That's the God's honest truth about my head out the window there about two minutes ago. Pulled the hill back in and was absolutely drenched wet with the rain and it's not going to stop. Probably for another six months. So hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're looking forward to the final coming up next weekend. That is Mayo versus Tyrone in the All-Ireland Her- uh, Gaelic football. I nearly, I nearly said hurling. I nearly said hurling for some reason. And to be God's honest truth... You don't really see that many people in Mayo playing hurling. Now, I know it's coming up slowly, and I believe in the next 40 to 50 years we could be champs. But the GA football final coming up this weekend in Dublin. You looking forward to it? Tyrone are a tough team. They're a tough gang and great footballers, fine men. I was up in Castle Derg there a couple of days ago. I have to say, an absolutely wonderful place, and it reminded me of home. And it was nice to be up there in and amongst the Tyrone people, having the crack with them, talking away, telling me what they thought about the game, who they think is going to win it. A lot of them were saying that obviously the Tyrone team is very tough, but they were also saying that they really like Mayo. They really like the boys here in Mayo. And I really like the boys here in Mayo too. But that we won't care about that come the final on the 11th. We won't care about that. It's this Saturday coming. Well, sorry, Saturday. Next Saturday coming. We won't care about people telling us what they wanted us to win. We want to win it. We want to go out there and destroy Tyrone in the football. It's that simple. And lovely fellas, as I said, fine men. But gives a chance we'll get out there. Hopefully we'll do something out there. And anyways, great day out for everyone. Tyrone and the Mayo players. Looking forward to hanging out with people from Tyrone and Mayo. Come Saturday night when we're all out in the tiles dancing away with our pointy shoes and lads are going, Jesus, commiserations on the game. And another other lads are going, nah, no worries at all. Hopefully, fucking you can win it next year. And God knows who that's going to be. But by Jesus, it better be fucking Mayo, by. I met a fella there recently and he comes up to me and he goes, are you on TikTok? And I said, no, I'm not. No, no. Well, I am, but I'm not. And he goes, what? I said, well, you know, like I have an account, but I don't be on there. Oh, he goes, you got to get on there. You got to get on there. Got to get on. And he pulled out his phone. He started showing me this video on his phone. And the video had about 40,000 likes. And it was him in his kitchen or someone's kitchen dancing away with an old fucking small dogging. And the poor dog looked absolutely shocked. His face almost said, "Just, just kill me. Get rid of me. Blow my head off, please. I don't want to be here. And your man was looking at me going, look at that video there now. Look at it. Look at the dog. And as I said, looked into the dog's eyes and it was as if the dog was saying, just... I want to be dead. I don't want to be here. And this man was just absolutely ranting and raving about TikTok. And it got me thinking, is this the way it's going to be now that you're going to be communicating with people through the virtual world and you got to pick your room? Pick whatever room you want to hang out in. You can hang out there in that TikTok room or you can go over to your YouTube room or you can spend a couple of weeks there on Instagram or you can mingle in all of them. Hang around, do whatever you want. Go back to Bebo for all I care. But that's the way the world is going to be. And there's going to be no real life interaction. The shops, the high street shops are going to be gone. Well, they won't be gone, but you're going to have companies like 
For example, Nike will say, you walk into a Nike shop, you'll have a fella or a woman there, they'll say, take off your shoe, you take off your shoe, they'll measure up the foot on you, like, right, go home, we have the size of the foot, we've got the girth of your foot, you're a big lad, we can tell that from looking at your feet, go home, we'll send you out a pair of shoes that match the exact shape and circumference of the old footing. So, it won't be a case of going into the shop and looking at shoes and going in for the day to do a bit of fecking window shopping. Those days are gone. There's no more window shopping nowadays. That's gone. You'll have lads just going on the internet to buy the things that they want. That's the way it's going to be. Jeff Bezos is the current Father Christmas for adults. And he, he we buy all the things off him. I had the postman here three times last week. And I'm fucking up and down the road like a fiddler's elbow, dropping in packages, left, right and centre. And he's happy to be busy, and I am happy to be getting stuff. And that's the problem with Amazon, it's too handy to be buying stuff. You'd be buying cables and oh, other kinds of stuff that you'd never really properly use again. Like the other day, see, the problem with me as well is I'd be on Amazon looking at stuff. And I wouldn't properly look at it. I'd have a quick look at the reviews, I'd have a quick look at the questions. And if I thought to myself, yeah, that's kind of what I want, I'd buy it there. Not all the time, but if I go on to Amazon at all, you kind of get, it's like going into a sweet shop. You don't want to get sweets, but then when you're in there, you're like, okay, I'll get a fucking Yorkie and a Kit Kat chunky and a Snickers to go, please. And that's the same way with Amazon. So I ended up ordering this thing and it was basically like a, a converter for a lens on the camera. And uh, anyways, when it arrived at the house, it didn't fucking work. It wasn't the wrong one that I'd ordered. And then I tried to make out that they made the mistake. And then they got back to me and said, no, you made the mistake. And I said, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll just get the different one then. Jesus Christ. So the postman was back. Back with a, a box that was similar shape to the last one. And he was like, hoo hoo. And I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, hoo hoo. And I said, none of your business what I get to this house. Right. No matter what shape it comes in. And uh, the funny thing is that there's a bit of a trust you have to have it there with the postman, you know, and that's the middleman when it comes to myself and Jeff. The postman, you got to look after him too and slip him a couple of quid over the Christmas if you do get a chance. They deserve it. They're often overlooked, but they are keeping the country in communication. Now, there was a lot of controversy there the last few days. And I'll tell you why, because your man, Leo Varadkar, was over in England picking his nose. People weren't happy about that because he said, you can't have a festival here now in Ireland. And then he was hemming and hawing and then by the time he got around to giving the answer, so people said, you know what, we're going to cancel Electric Picnic for this year. It's your fault, Leo. Meanwhile, Leo was over in England dancing away and picking his nose. And people didn't like that. That's big news this week in Ireland. I don't know what you think about that yourself. Are you pissed off with them? Do you give a shit? Um, you probably could have picked a better week anyways to be going over jiving. But that's the way things are in life, you know, and sometimes it's like they want to kind of pitch you against each other and you sometimes have to think, all right, you know what, welcome. And you go do whatever it is you have to do and I'll go and do whatever it is I have to do and hopefully we'll get down to the pub tonight and have a couple of scoopy loops. And speaking of which, I had three pints up in Castle Derg in the townhouse and I would highly recommend that place. If you're ever passing through Castle Derg, it's a lovely spot, the townhouse. Check it out. And there's a lovely there's a lovely town there as well. I must say that now. It's it's nice and old looking. And it's got like old buildings in it. And stonework. And it's it's a lovely it's a lovely little drive through the town. There's a lovely uh, Italian place there as well. And I got a pizza. I got chips. 
and I got uh, a bit of a salad. And by the time I'd finished the lot, and I had a can of Coke as well. Because you know when you're on the road, you say, fuck it, I'll have a can of Coke for myself. So I popped open a can of Coke, sculled that, and I don't know, it was just the whole thing came together just beautifully, beautifully. So if you're ever in Castleberg, do check them out. But anyways, as I said, had a couple of pints of Smithics that night too. And geez, they were lovely. Oh, I stopped, they were lovely. And as well as that, those lovely setups for places to go drink in, those canopies. You drink the Smithics, you felt like you were inside, but you were outside. You were hanging out with people, you were chatting shit, you know, you were high on chips. And great times. Big shout out to Castleberg. Enjoy the pints. And gotta say... I will be back there very soon. Now, also, I wanted to just give you a little debrief on the crow situation at the house because whatever happens, there, there's a crow coming to the window of the house every single morning. Every morning. Caw, caw, caw. And then he bangs his beak off the window every single morning. And I keep asking people, do you think he can break the window? And people are like, no, 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 he cannot. He will not break the window with his beak. He wouldn't be strong enough. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm... 100% I've never seen a crow break in a window. So in my mind, I'm like, that sounds like they're exaggerating now. Crows do have sharp beaks. They're strong. They've got tough necks. You'd want to be just careful because if they poked the window hard enough, it could be game over for the window. And I don't want to wake up somewhere and hear a window smashing and thinking, there's some fucking gun breaking into the house. When lo and behold, it's a crow. So what I do is every morning I get up and I hear the crow. I'm like, will you fucking go? And I run over to the window and I go, will you fucking go away, will you? And I shout at him and he flies off. And sometimes he comes back then about an hour or two later when he knows I've gone back to bed. And he's banging again at the window and I go out to him and will you fucking leave it? And then by that point, I have to get up and he's ruined my sleep. But at the beginning, he was coming to the house every single morning and he was bringing a, a pal of his too. Because I get up there one morning around half six and the two of them there at the window banging away like two fucking builders with hammers. Cunts. And, you know, they are lovely. No, they're not cunts. I'm sorry for saying that. But they are lovely birds. I do really appreciate them. And it's just that it's a bit early in the morning. And they're beginning to spook me. Because it's not every day. It could be every second day. It could be once a week. It could be... Do you know what it was? You know, It's almost like he knows that I'm out and about during the weekend. And the weekend I'm trying to have a sleep. Because last Sunday, he would not stop banging, picking away at the window. And I just ruined my sleep on a Sunday. And again, I love them. They're lovely birds. I'm probably in their space. I'm probably getting in their way. They probably see me as a threat. But if only they just relax and say, you know what? Maybe this guy's a nice fella. Maybe we'll get to know him. Maybe he might give us a bit of bread or chips over time. If we just chill out. Instead of banging the window every fucking morning. Every Sunday at least. How are you doing? How are you getting on? Good. Good. Yourself? Well, not too bad now. Not too bad at all now. Yourself, yeah. How's everyone getting on the city? They're good, yeah. Fine. Um, yeah, I met up with uh, Kevin and Dave the other day. Did you? I did, yeah. Um, we went out for a bite to eat. We got three burritos and a bag of chips and a can of Coke for, I think it was seven ninety-nine each. Oh, no. That's some price, that, huh? That is some price, that, huh? That is some price, that, huh? Oh, yeah, it is. And, but the thing is then, you see, we ended up buying this, like, fucking root beer, and it was, like, six quid more. So we ended up paying fourteen ninety nine a pop. Oh, no. Oh, you fucking fucked up, 
there, didn't you? Why'd you go for the soft drink? Why'd you bring in your own bottle of pop? Well, you see, when we were there, we were. I was. I told. I told the boys. I told the boys in the city to go into shop. They said no, we're not going to shop, man, because the shop was too busy. There was a big queue going in the door. Like, oh, I got you now. I got you now. I got you now. Right. Well, listen. Um. I'm going to let you go anyway because I've got to be up in the morning at half six. I'm getting a fucking bus into the city, myself actually, to, um, just before the Christmas I like to kind of do myself up a small bit. Uh, get the nails done, get the teeth done, get everything, you know, bleached and, you know, get my butthole. I don't want to go into it, like, but it's just basically keep myself busy and looking fresh for the Christmas. So I'm going to have to let you go anyways. Right, right, okay. Um, okay, well it was nice talking to you anyway, son. Um, and... Yeah, we'll see you soon. Now, got a question in here from a friend of mine called Mick, and he says, how's the Fitbit going for you? And I got to tell you, Mick, I'm not going to lie to you. I lost the charger during the week for my Fitbit, and therefore I was just wearing out my arm, and it was dead as a doornail. No good to me. And I didn't, I wasn't able to check my steps. I wasn't able to check my calories. I wasn't able to check the weather. I wasn't able to live my life without my Fitbit charger. And I couldn't find the charger for a full week. And so my fitness went out the window and ended up eating a lot of chips, a lot of crisps, cans of Coke, that kind of stuff. You know the crack yourself. But fear not, today I found the charger for my Fitbit and I'm delighted to say that it's back up to 65% battery. Couldn't wait to put it back on my hand. Only could get it as far as 65% battery and I took it off the charger and said, you know what, that battery will last you a week that's how good the Fitbit is. I have one of the older models and today I've only walked 1,206 steps, which if you break that down, I don't know what that means really. Is that all the steps I've done all day? Jesus Christ, that's nothing. There's this thing that they have on it normally where it's like, if you can get to 10,000 steps every day, it'll vibrate and say, congratulations, you've reached your target. And now it's just laughing at me because I've only done 1207 now. It's gone up one step since I talked to you last, but I haven't moved. So that's odd, isn't it? And as well as that, though, on the front, you can always check your uh, heart rate as well. Now, the problem with checking your heart rate too much is that you become scared. You're like, oh, Jesus, that's high. Oh, that's too low. Oh, you know, and now currently I'm at 77 beats per minute. That's the heart ticking away nicely. But at the same time, I've looked at it before and it's been 42 and then I've seen it before as well, maybe after coffee. And it goes up to about 107. So you've got to be very, very careful not to get too carried away with that. But at the same time, if if the heart is flat out, maybe you should get that checked. But today is Sunday, 5th of the 9th. It's got all that stuff on it. I love looking at it. And basically what I'm saying is I used to hate the Fitbit. I thought it was a bullshit piece of technology that was just going to get in the way of you trying to get fit. Because at the end of the day, it's just you outside lifting or shifting or moving or doing something running press-ups whatever it may be just get yourself out there but the fitbit i thought that was going to get in the way well it's kind of it's been so good it's obviously not today now i've only walked 1200 and then yesterday was 500 so now gonna shoot off here but um thank you very much for everyone that supported this podcast really appreciate it and to Golden Big for your continued support. Really appreciate that too. I just had a big feed myself there of vegan jambons. Yes, folks, you heard it right. I was eating some vegan jambons. And they were delicious. They were lovely. 
and they were tasty. I think they were like curry flavored. And mm, you know the way the French go on about how good they are at making food. They're like, ooh, we are French. We know everything about food. Do you? Do you know what a jambon is? Do you? They're like, it means uh, something like meat or ham. No, it does. But if you have one with ham and cheese in a pastry, have you tried them? No, I've not tried these. Try it, mate. You're gonna love it. Okay, I've never that conversation's never happened before. But what I'm saying is, the French need to just you know step away. And, you know, don't be thinking you're don't be thinking you know everything about food. You're it's a bit like, and I love Italian food, right? Don't get me wrong, but I met this fellow before from Italy. He owned he owned a chipper, right? And he, I went into him one day. So what's the food like? He goes, it's the best food in the world. Italian food is the best food in the world. So I said, right, can I get a uh, pizza? He goes, no, we don't do pizza. I was like, what's a fucking Italian, a fucking Italian pizza or not? What is it? So then I just said, all right, can I, do you have any spaghetti? And he goes, no, we don't uh, have spaghetti. Spaghetti. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, what else do you have? Um, I said, do you have? And he goes, we have a fish and chip. I was like, that's not fucking Italian, mate. He goes, this is very, this is always Italian food. And he I don't know what the story. I was he was a liar. He, basically, he was a liar, and he tried to cheat me out of. He tried to trick me into thinking that Italian food wasn't pizza, wasn't spaghetti, wasn't pesto. He tried to make a fool of me. And he opened up the shop, and I tell you one thing: the only way me and him became friends, the only way, because the the chips were lovely and the fish was lovely, it was in a battered sauce. And by just this guy, whew, but. He didn't know anything about pizza or spaghetti, and that was the weirdest thing ever. I never trusted him. He didn't even know what um, what you call those things are. You know, do you know what I'm, the ones with the cream? That one with the cream, yeah, that was a risotto or something like that. He didn't know what that was. He goes, no, Italian food is very famous for fish and chip. I said, I don't think so. I said, we love chips here too. We've got loads of fish, we're an island. He goes, no, but you don't have chips like uh, Italy. I was like, yeah, you don't know your fucking chips. Because you can get a lovely bag in town. Most places. Now it is. Really. Chips game has gone through the roof. And you're coming over here telling me you don't know what a spaghetti is. Jesus Christ, mate. Get your shit together. And this particular fella as well. In fairness to me, he had the nicest chips. And he was the first pellet fella excuse me, to introduce me to Aromat. I don't know if you've ever tried that, but they took it off the market. Because apparently it was full of MSGs or something like that. But he was the first fella to introduce me to Aromat. And it changed my opinion of chips. I'd go in there and I'd say, give us a big fucking bag, will you? And he'd fill the bag up to the brim and I'd just sit there talking away at him. And I'd be scoffing on the chips with an old can of lilt. And it was, the Aromat just kept drawing you into every chip, every chip, every chip. Sucking your fingers, sucking your fingers, sucking your fingers. And he'd be there laughing his way to the bank. And he, he caught me. And he might not have ever served a pizza in his life or spaghetti or, you know, he didn't even know what the Colosseum was when I asked him. Or I said, do you know who Baggio is? He goes, Baggio is a type of tea. I was like, no, it's like type of tea. It's a fucking, the laugh with the ponytail. He's like, uh, I never heard of this lad. So, I don't know if this fellow was Italian at all. And his name is Kev as well. So, I mean... I don't, I don't really know if he's fully on Italian, but regardless, lovely fish and chips. Big shout out to him. And besides that, folks, 
I'm going to shoot off now, but I just want to say I'm looking forward to the Mayo Tyrone game. That's going to be great crack. And regardless of who wins, hope you have a good game, boys. Hope it's good fun out there for you. And uh, it's great that we have something to look forward to. Nice game. Tough game. 15 on 15. Lads sweating. And then may the best man win. And hopefully it'll be Mayo. I'm sure people in Tyrone are saying the same thing about them. But uh, it'll be a great day for the parish if we do win it. And I'd advise anyone, if we do win it, come to Mayo. Come to Mayo. I promise you it will get a nice bit exciting. It will get a nice bit exciting. It will get fruity. You will have people kissing on the high streets. People tickling each other. People kissing. I said that. People drinking for the first time in their life. Not that that matters. You don't have to. People giving up the drink for the first time in their life. That's good. If you want to do it, I don't care. Do whatever you want. But come on to Mayo if we do win it. Come on. Come on down. The price is right. And we're going to have a nice time of it. You're going to have grown men showing emotion for the first time. I'm going to hold my father in my arms and say, Papi, we did it, babe. We fucking did it. And he's going to look up at me and he's going to shed a single tear. It's going to run down the side of his face like a Toyota Starlet on the bypass. But in the boot of that Toyota Starlet is the Sam Maguire Cup. And we've won it, baby. We've won it. And then my seven poppy bear, we hug it out. And then I say, hey, do you want a bottle of Coors Light for old time's sake? He goes, what? We're only cutting hay, I'm only cutting hay, I'm only cutting hay. And then I'd run away. So anyways, folks, I'm going to stop all the ranting and raving here and wish you a fond, fond weekend. I know today is Sunday. I hope you don't mind the podcast coming out now on a Sunday. I know it normally was Thursday, not that I don't know if anyone cares. I don't know if anyone cares. But if you do care, do you care that it's Sunday? I thought Sunday might be a nice little rewind or de-stress or whatever you call it. Just talking about the week and what was. And a nice little bypass into the Monday. So I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. And we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.